to test podcast. I'm making it on the bus now. The date is uh, January 6th, I believe. January 7th. It's January 7th, 2018. The other day I got news that closest, oldest friends of over a decade took his own life. This podcast is for those still willing to fight in this war. For those of us listening, those of us still capable of individual thought, these messages, this information, this is all for you. Is not as it seems, but we must maintain vigilance and uphold a positive mentality if we are to see ourselves through the night. More to come. Test podcast, take two. All right, so let's talk about time. Everyone's obsessed with it. Everyone's living minute to minute, day to day, week to week, month to month, paycheck to paycheck, counting the years, counting up to their death, counting down to their death, one way or another, it's just flawed. It is blatantly flawed. Time is a measurement device. It was used to tell when the sun is in the sky and what point we need to tend to our crops, what time we need to reap the fields. Besides that, time has no actual sway on your day-to-day motion. I mean, utilize the time system that this society has so graciously given us and, you know, get to work on time, remember your mother's birthday, things like that, but why are you counting how long you've been alive? Why are you measuring your achievements based on how long you've lived? Why are we so obsessed with these things called years? Why do we hold them in such high regard? Why do they act like they're so big? I'm gonna give you an idea. If you get paid bi-weekly, you get paid two checks, two checks a month, if I'm not mistaken. That's you counting down. Every week, you're counting. Every day you get paid, you have to wait two weeks. So you're counting two weeks as if you're just trying to get through it as soon as possible. So you've got two checks at the end of the month, you do that another month, you got four checks. At the end of the year, you have 24 checks. I don't know about you, but it just doesn't feel like a, a whole lot of time. If you stop seeing time as a restrictive measurement device, maybe, just maybe, you'll climb out of this hole that they've put you in. At the end of the year, they expect you to amount to your achievements. They expect you to see what you've done, what you haven't done, make your New Year's resolutions. What they don't tell you is you're two months behind. The actual New Year is October 31st, November 1st, Samhain. 
an ancient tradition celebrating the death and renewal of our planet, the death and renewal of ourselves, of our soul. At that point, around November 1st, that is when you should be picking up the pieces, figuring out who you are. One way or another, these, these years do not matter. Time does not matter. It's completely inconsequential. But you have to choose the right time to put all your, your energy into something. December 31st, January 1st, those are irrelevant dates. They have nothing to do with anything. It's just a hallmark holiday. So next time you're stressing about time, stressing about your achievements, realize that all of this, all of this time, all of this pressure, all of these pre-mandated expectations placed upon you by a societal cult that you were born into, these things are not you, these things are not life. These things are here to bring you down, these things are here to end your life. Because one way or another, we are, in fact, endless and ageless. Alright, so I'm recording in an elevator right now. I'm gonna see how that, uh, that affects the quality. Honestly, the people who I'm speaking to right now, I'm not trying to impress, I'm not trying to win anyone's favor. I'm just gonna speak to you as if you were some stranger. I'm gonna speak to you as if you were some friend. This world is not as it seems, and I don't want to seem like you're a basic conspiracy nut, which, let's face it, the phrase conspiracy theorist was created to discredit the factual proof and validity of claims that higher powers cannot afford you to believe. I won't go into who rules this world for the sake of uh, realism, let's just say, at this time being, that the men that your tax dollars go to, the men who draw the lines on your maps, these men are rich pedophiles. Let's just keep it at that for now. One way or another, this world does not belong to them. And this world will find its new awakening. Now, let's see. One of my closest friends just committed suicide. And it's easy to just say, oh, well, he was sad. He wanted this. And to me personally, I see suicide, I see a gun with a bullet in the chamber intended for yourself. I see that as a lotto ticket. If you can get out of here, wherever the fuck your soul goes, whether it's reincarnating, whether it's being sucked into a cosmic soul-consuming machine, whether it just disappears into nothing, whether you become a haunting saint and drift to this earth or these cosmos for eternity, whatever the outcome, anything's a little better than here. Now, I'm not going anywhere. My feet stay on this planet because I've got missions. Missions to undertake and victories to uphold.
Now I'm going to need a lot of people with me. So that's what these podcasts are for. That's what everything I do is for. It's not going to be an easy process, but one way or another, we will take this globe back. We'll take this entire realm back. Now I'm just going to make this, I guess, a brief introduction. My name is, well, I'll leave out my name, but you can call me Scully. You can call me Skullig. I am a warrior. I am a... I am a survivor. Plain and simple. I will not die. I will not give up. I will not surrender until this fight is through. And if I do die, others will take up my arms and continue this fight. photographer, a writer, an artist overall. Anyone listening to this podcast, if I may assist you in any way, be it emotional support or creative commingling, whatever you may need, I am here. I share your dimension. I share your planet. Reach out and let's create something. Because if we're not creating, we may as well be destroying. So you may be asking, what's the game plan? I'll tell you what the game plan is. We keep playing the game. If you quit the game before it's done, it's the equivalent of being in an online multiplayer game experience and having all of your weapons and your experience points taken away from you, but then you're not able to play any other game. You have to stay in that game with all of your abilities, all of your assets stripped of you. So, what do you do in this societal cult? What do you do when you think you can't take it anymore? Do you give up? Do you pack up your things and start walking north? Maybe, maybe that's for you. But I will tell you, you can achieve so much more just by playing the game a bit longer. By having enough mental strength, willful fruition to bring your dreams into the present. So what do we do? What do I do? I work. I work every single day. I live for others, not myself. Right now I'm working two jobs, trying to save up so that I can help my brother and I, so I can help us get a place together and make that our temporary base of operations. Hopefully in doing so, we'll be able to lay the groundwork for our next stage of this operation. So what do we do? We keep making connections, keep networking. Yes, the social media is evil. Yes, they're just algorithms designed to give you just the right amount of dopamine hits. If you don't believe me, go look at the people who have actually founded Facebook, who have actually designed these algorithms. These 
these little radioactive devices we hold in our hands every second, we put them in our pocket, we sleep with them next to our head, these little devices are severely distorting our chemical output, our mental outlook, and they are literally making us addicts. Every little like, every little friend request, you're hooked. You can't get enough. Every time you want to put your phone down, you pick it back up, or you see some new notification, or you remember something you didn't upload. The point is everything in moderation. You're going to hear me say this a lot. Everything in moderation, even moderation. So moderate your cell phone usage. Moderate how much you are involved in this virtual social network. But should you abandon it? Should you go black? Maybe but maybe not now. Maybe you should keep networking, making connections, because there are people just like you out there who need you. Whether it's just one little message of kind inspiration, or whether it's an actual connection, bringing about some sort of artistic collaboration, these connections are vital. So stay on these social mediums and keep connecting to as many people as you can, but not, sh not shitty people. Keep the quality up to snuff, you know, like keep it, keep your standards tip top and keep, in, keep improving upon them. Quality over quantity. So keep making money, keep making connections. Whatever you do, don't find yourself in a position where you're working so much that you can't pursue your artistic endeavors if you have any. Whether you have artistic endeavors or just thoughtless or selfless endeavors, do them. Find the time to do them. Plan them at very least. Write them down. To give you a brief summation of what my plan is, I want to save enough money and get some land, some sustainable land, some land that will not readily be destroyed by natural disaster or invaded by some warring nation. And on this land, I will create a home, a safe haven. I'll create a garden and with help that garden will eventually become a flourishing jungle, a forest for the wildlife that I take care of to call home. This lot of land will be an animal reserve for livestock that is no longer needed at farms and would normally be put down. Eventually this safe haven will also become a mass adoption agency where I'll, we'll be able to take all of these parentless children and give them a home. This can be your home, your home too. I used to wake up stressed about the ways of the world, about who was in charge. I used to literally panic. I used to literally wake up and freak out. Sometimes I'd wake up crying. Just at the ways of the world. Somewhere along the way I realized that this stress is not necessary. Now does that mean turn a blind eye to the happenings of the world? Does it mean close off your sensors, oh I'm stressed, oh I'm scared of all of this new information, let me shut my eyes, because my dark, quiet box is so much more safe. No, we have to keep venturing, we have to keep striving to discover the unknown information. And what do we do when we find it? Should we keep it to ourselves? Should we dismiss it? No, we should research it. We should find its validity 
And at the end of the day, we must go with our gut instincts, our intuition. Does this feel real? Is this worth sharing with another person? And most of the time, it's going to be true. Most of the time, it's going to be worth sharing. Every bit of strange footage you find, every conspiracy of government betrayal, all of these things that you may see blip up on your little news feed, or you know, one of those strange YouTube videos that you see, maybe, maybe just watch them. Watch just one. Watch maybe two. Try and find a good stream that you actually can trust. And then, like I said, from there, go and research it. Find out its validity on your own. My mentality has always been, out of all of the unknowns, 50% of it may be true and 50% of it may not be true. But I will take it all with a grain of salt. I will believe in it all because then when one of those things end up actually existing, at least I'll have the right mindset for it. I'll be that much more prepared. So I don't know what kind of world you think you're living in. I don't know how safe you think it is. I don't know how warm and cozy the government makes you feel. But to give you a quick rundown, U.S. citizens are being abducted on a daily basis by the government. Most of those missing children posters you see, those children were abducted by the government. This is all in theory. Everything I say is in theory, but theories are meant to be thought upon. So, you know, maybe do some research and maybe, maybe find some of these things out on your own. Eventually, these podcasts will contain source links to where I find a lot of this information, but what I know now is that we are anything but safe. Entire Walmarts have been completely emptied out, hollowed out. I don't know if you remember Operation Jade Helm, but basically they are reshaping the construct of America, preparing it for a military state. They're trying to bring about the destruction of Western society. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. What makes it malicious, what makes it negative, is that this is one stage in the agenda. Because a chaotic people can be more easily controlled, more easily manipulated. Fear makes you drop your judgment, makes you drop your guard. When there's stories of alien invasions or North Korean nuclear holocaust on the rise. When an armed man walks into your house and says, come with me, we're taking you to a FEMA camp, you're gonna trust him that much more because of the dangerous layout of the world. What I'm trying to tell you is trust yourself. Do not trust anyone. Do not trust the men in blue. Do not trust the man in camouflage. Trust yourself, trust your family, trust your loved ones, and keep them safe no matter what. If you possess guns, hide them. Bury them if need be. If you're on the internet, if you take part in global conspiracies and you know, overall forbidden knowledge, maybe it's time to proxy up your servers and get a little bit more anonymous. Scully out. Alright, let's talk about video games for a second. 
Alright, to me they are one of the most advanced forms of media. They possess visual arts, they possess music, they possess narrative. So everything that you would be getting out of a book, out of a song, out of a movie, and out of a controllable virtual experience, you are you are receiving from these video games. And honestly, personally, I love I love video games. I'm a designer, I'm a gamer, I'm a collector. Now, what we're going to talk about is the detrimental effect of prolonged gaming, especially under the use of uh, minors, the youth. Now, if you have a child and you are throwing them right into your Xbox, here, son, play Titanfall 2. Here, son, play some Overwatch. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but I want you to think a little bit. I want, to, I want you to think about you, and by you I mean the older viewer listening in on this. How did you grow up? We grew up playing with toys. I, I grew up playing with G.I. Joes, little authentic World War II G.I. Joes. So I was learning about World War II with different weaponry. We were creating entire dioramas representing uh, real World War II battles. We read books. We have little family circles where we would take turns reading the chapters of the book. Everything from Tom Sawyer, Treasure Island. We'd go outside, we'd play wiffle ball. I played some tennis as a kid. All of these things nurtured me. All of these things made me stronger. At some point around the age of, I want to say, nine or ten my dad got two computers and that's when we started video gaming so I had a childhood full of backgammon and poker and monopoly you know all of these board games all of these fun enriching innocent childlike experiences and then I worked my way up to these video games and these video games despite their entertainment value they did not keep me glued to a chair, and my father wouldn't allow that. Either way, we'd go and find other things to do. We did all the same things we did when we were younger. We read books, we played games, puzzles, all types of things, watched movies. So my message to you is if you have a child, do not let them just take their Android phone and just start playing these, these you know, these angry birds and these like random little games. Don't let them play these because honestly half these games follow the same algorithms that Facebook does which is constant dopamine hits. You're literally getting your child addicted to the dopamine that is released every time he feels happy or excited or like he's achieved something. And the thing is your child should feel happy when he achieves something but he shouldn't get this dopamine hit and then rely on that constant dopamine hit just because he got some coins in some game he got, or he got some achievement, or his, or his friend you know, uh, replied to his message and now he can go play online with him. Honestly, if you're going to have a kid, start them off slow, start them off with little building blocks, Legos, anything. Don't let them touch a virtual device until they're close to, at very, at very you know, least, 10 years old. And even then, don't give them the new games first, give them smaller games, games that, that actually challenge their, their mental growth. You give that kid some Mario, you give that kid some Tetris, let them play any old game first, let them appreciate the classics. Maybe play some old school fighters with them and teach them hand-eye coordination. 
then as time goes on, let them level up and, you know, play your, play your more mature games, you know? But don't just throw them into this mind-numbing pit of gaming. Don't just get your kid an Xbox One and say, here's Call of Duty World War II. Go have fun, son. I know you're seven years old, but, you know, go kill those Nazis. You can't just do that. And I, I'm not one for ratings. I don't care what a game is rated. But what I'm saying is teach the kids the classics. Let them play some board games, some puzzles. And then from there, let them play some Tetris, some, some Crash Bandicoot, just some old titles. And then work your way up to these, these heavier titles. Because one way or another, the newer a game is, the more programmed that it is to condition your child. To program your child. These programs are programmed to program your children. So maybe, you know, think about that next time you hang your kid the sticks. Alright guys, to anyone who's been listening to my podcast so far, you can obviously tell I'm a little scattered, I'm all over the place. This podcast has a lot of intent, a lot of reasons why it's existing. Pretty soon I'm actually going to start a YouTube channel with my brother, I'm pretty sure it's going to be called Broalition, it's just going to be us gaming, talking about gaming, so keep an eye out for that. Obviously, you know, everything we do is for networking, but I'd like to think that this podcast has a higher calling. So whoever is getting these messages, whoever is hearing my words and understanding what I'm saying, reach out if you want, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear from my podcast. If, if you contest any of my theories or ideologies, please tell me because this is the only way that we as a people can grow. Life isn't about finding what's right and then inflicting that idea of what's right upon others. Life is about finding what is right for yourself, sharing that with others, and then seeing who agrees, who disagrees, and maybe using those opinions to somehow sculpt your internal image. Now, the thing is, don't take everyone's opinion at face value. Don't, don't, don't say, oh, this person felt some way about me. This way must be true. Think about who that person is. Think about the mindset that that person is in. So when someone on the street is giving you attitude, don't just dismiss it as, oh, well, fuck that guy. Think about the day that they've been having and try and find some forgiveness in your heart to let that go because that little bit of negative energy that you put out there towards that asshole is the same as that negative energy he was putting out to you. So he just transferred you some negative energy, you took it, and you shoved it right back. Not at him, but out into the world. Energy is a very physical, real thing, and if we're not actively purifying it, then we are just polluting this planet with negative vibes. So, when I say purifying it, you know, I'm not saying you have to be some master witch, I'm not saying you have to you know, understand energy manipulation or magic or, or, or you know, cause, you know, all you have to do is think positively. All you have to do is think outside of yourself. So on that same note, when someone insults you or someone even gives you a backhanded compliment or just critiques something of yours. Ask yourself, who is this person? What do they mean to me? Should their opinion matter? And I'd say nine out of ten times, their opinion should not and will not matter. Because the people who you actually should care about, the people who you should maybe consider their 
opinions and thoughts of these people, you'll know who they are. They're good people, they're kind people, they care about you. And you're going to be able to tell this, you're, you're going to be able to feel this from one moment of eye contact. And I'm not saying you'll be able to do it right away, but hone this ability. Make more eye contact, look at these people, go on your vibes, go on your gut, and ask yourself, is this person an enemy or is this person a friend? I'm going to keep saying it, quality over quantity. It's not about how many people we know, it's about who we know. That doesn't mean stop networking. Try and interact and connect with as many people as you can, but genuinely speaking, you're only going to end up affiliating and collaborating with a handful of blessed souls, and those people are going to have something in tune with you. So just keep up alive, keep meeting people, but for the love of God, do not listen to the opinions of those who hate you. As they say, fuck the haters. This podcast goes out to the recluse, the revolutionary, the rebel, the person hiding behind closed blinds. I'm here to tell you that you are the true revolutionary. When you look outside and you see those men holding picket signs, those men with, with faces covered, throwing molotovs, this aggressive form of revolution, this opposition, it's the equivalent of hiding from your predator and then running out and throwing a pebble at his head and saying, kill me, kill me, I want to be dead. I've said it and I'll keep on saying it. The true revolution lies in the underground. You want to get a point across? Go to the web. Go to the net. Get your point across. Share it. There's so many mediums, so many ways to get your message out here. Whether it be Anchor, whether it be SQL.me, whether it's even Facebook, Instagram, there's so many ways to get your message out, so many ways to revolt, so many ways to rebel that don't involve getting yourself locked up, that don't involve exposing the agenda of your revolution. Now you may feel anxiety every single day, you may feel like you are helpless, you may feel like you have absolutely no say in the ways of the world. I'm going to give you a little rundown on energy levels, and this has been scientifically studied, so do your own research. I'm just telling you what I know. Different people emit different levels of energy, and these energy levels actually have a sway on the ways of the world, on the events of the world. So if enough people believe one thing, reality will not change. Now here's the thing, different people have sort of like different ranks or different categories of energy levels and most people, most of the people you see on the street every day, most of the people not listening to this podcast, these people are at around 100 to 500 energy level, very very low, they actually have no say in the events of the world, they actually 
are quite literally an ant or a cog in the machine. They just keep rotating and going and toiling, and they will keep doing so until the day they die. They're going to buy an apartment. I call them meat preservers. You're going to go preserve your meat in that apartment or your house, whatever it is. No matter how nice it is, it's still a box. It's a, it's a cold box for you to preserve your meat in. And then you're going to pass that ice box to your kids. And you're going to tell them to do the same. So this habit, this habitual process, will not end. And this keeps the majority of society at a low energy level. Now, there are those of us, whether you're an esper, whether you're a witch, whether you're a shaman, a warrior, a monk, hell, whether you're just a good-hearted soul, whether you're an innocent child, Hey. Sorry, no, go ahead. One way or another, regardless of who you are, you may just have more energy than the rest of them. So these people with high amounts of will, high positivity, these people have energy levels exceeding the hundreds of thousands. So say one person who does not have their head in the sand, one person who wakes up every day and knows that they can change the world. This person has an energy level close to 100, 300, 500,000 energy levels. So you get enough people like that together and unify them, they can actually start making real change in the world, real valid evolutions to man and society. So whenever you're feeling helpless like that, I want you to reach out. I want you to go find others like you. And even if you think there is no one like you, I can promise you that there are. We're fighters. We're dreamers. But above all, we're survivalists. And we will not stop until we see this through. Stay strong.